0: Everyone, welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. Did I do it? (laughs) You did it. I did the hey, hey, hey. hey. See, I don't don't even realize that I'm doing it. I know. It's just just me. It's me. That's that's my thing. That's That's what I do. And, And that's why, you know, even though, like, you're part of the show now, really, it will always be my show. No, it won't. Okay, all right. We've no, already made won't. several changes. Yeah, including the logo, which you're going to be in.
1: It's hopefully soon, and it's really cute. That so would be we're nice. still working
0: on that. Awesome. But that's in. That's yeah. That's coming soon. Right. And uh,
1: what are we drinking? Today on drinking during business hours, we're going to. Uh, we drank Greek wine last time. Yeah. So today, I thought it would be fun if we opened up a Riesling, okay. German Riesling. Now, a lot of people, you say Riesling, they get all bent out of shape because yeah. they think it's automatically sweet. Yes. There's many different uh, levels of sweetness that you can go have dry, you can have bone dry, medium, medium, or you. I mean, there's like eight different mm-hmm. levels of sweetness, and today. This is called a cabinet. Okay. So it, it will have some sugar in it. When you see trocken, that means dry dry.
0: Trocken. Trocken. Trocken right. is dry. There's no trocken printed on this Mm-mm. label. So
1: See, that's delicious to me. I know for you it's probably going to be It's a little, little sweet, too sweet for
0: me, however, I can appreciate it. Yeah, that's really It
1: has really, really, complexity, really nice complexity,
0: a lot of depth. Right? Who is the producer? So this is Donoff. Okay, Donoff. This is a
1: this is a very big producer of Rieslings. And we did something interesting today with the bottle. We actually used one of my all-time favorite wine devices, the Coravin. Yeah. Because our guest today doesn't drink. Okay. So instead of blowing That's a whole fine. Bottle a out, lot
0: of our guests don't drink. Right. And for
1: people who don't know what a Coravin is, this is a device that allows you to extract wine from the bottle through the cork without actually pulling the cork out.
0: And, uh, comes in handy if you only want a glass.
1: Yeah, it comes in very handy, and on top of that, it doesn't uh, allow any air to get in the bottle. Mm-hmm. It works on argon gas, so it actually preserves the wine. Mm-hmm. You can use the Coravin, and five years later, the bottle will still be good.
0: That's phenomenal. So
1: we're gonna give a big shout out to uh, my buddy Peter Johnson. Okay. And uh, yeah, everyone at every, Coravin. Yeah. Want to let you guys know. Quite we're brilliant using the product today. Yeah. And you used it with a screw cap, too. I did. They they actually have this wonderful attachment uh, that you take the screw cap off and immediately put this on, and it, it has a like a rubber thing so on top. So neat. It's wow. so neat, and you can go right in there, and then this will preserve probably for about four to six months.
0: Great invention. It's yeah, very it's cool. It's top-notch. Well, thanks for bringing that. Absolutely. Too bad we're going to drink the whole bottle. We might. If we do, <laughs> we just unscrew it, and away we go. <laughs> So our guest today is a very good friend of yours. One of my and best. I've just, I just feel honored that he's here today. He is a radio legend. That and, is the truth. And a comedian and an actor. We have Fraser Smith.
2: Yes. Guys, I, I, you know, I'm a non drinker so I don't understand the reasoning behind you having me on, but I'm going <laughs> to...
0: I'm going to...
2: I'm gonna keep on yeah, Yes, We, we, we have you here I'm for already we, trucking, So many reeslings, right? yeah.
0: so many reeslings to have you on. Well, really, I yeah, don't even uh, know right. where to and begin. You, it's
2: A little too sweet for me.
1: Riesling <laughs> number reasling, <laughs> reasling number one. <laughs> I guess canceled. Oh, was that? <laughs> <it? Okay.
0: laughs> no, oh, you guys keep on no drinking, way, man. Yes. Uh, How definitely. are you, homie?
2: Good. Good to see you guys.
0: So, hey, we are heading to your home state tomorrow because it's my home state. Also from Michigan, yeah, Detroit. Well, you're you're from Detroit i'm from flint where you got why are you going there oh we have a a family funeral unfortunately but it's a celebration of life right so my my aunt melanie she was just amazing the most awesome human ever and uh, so where my Aunt Melanie. Oh, your aunt. Yes, Aunts yes. Are important. Aunts Aunts are are very important. important. And she's, yeah. yeah, she Richie knew my aunt. I
1: knew Fraser's Aunt Lou Kipri yeah. from Traverse yeah. City.
0: Oh, oh, I love Traverse City. Yeah. People from Traverse City. Town, I, I yeah. was working in Traverse City. Wine the best, they, the they they best cherry cherries. fest up there. Cherry fest. Yeah. 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 Beautiful cherry blossoms. You know, my cousin
2: sends me, and I shouldn't say this, uh, well, she sends me a great Christmas gift, but it's all cherry stuff, because she lives in Traverse City. Yeah, but it's like... Yeah, this is Lou's daughter. Right. My cousin Christine. And okay. She's got, she's, it's like, uh, uh, Cherry jam, cherry and everything,
1: cherry
2: everything. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I've salsa. Some, I mean, yeah. Oh, oh, does she know you're allergic to cherries? <laughs> she doesn't. She should by now. <laughs> I've never actually opened any of the stuff she sent me. Well, that speaking is speaking of
0: open, that is your Christmas gift from Rich that yes. has oh, been under yeah. our Christmas tree I, I, for months. Yeah, we. I'm just. I'm happy that you're here just so we can get rid of get your rid of gift thing, under huh? your yes. tree. Have, now, now, this is
1: something people should know. I have had this should in I my open it now? yeah. Go I've had this in my possession close to 30 years, probably.
2: Oh, here we go. Oh, wow, Richie. And I figured it was time
1: to pass it on to its rightful owner.
2: How about that? This is my old record. But it's not just yeah. Uh, two, it's two sided, right? It's
1: two sided. Yeah, we got party machine. Party machine, m- party machine which which is on the one B side. side. Yeah, and
2: the A side was Cool uh, Patrol. Patrol. And wow. the funny thing
1: about that is,
2: can we get that? On a
1: yeah, close side? the B side was the was the song that actually really hit.
2: It actually was a better song. It,
1: yeah, yeah, but that really hit. Now, what a lot of people don't know is the record. If you can't see it, is uh, on a rainbow sticker.
2: We were and way ahead of our time. We
1: were for the people who don't know this: the rainbow stickers, where you see the uh, uh, the band's name in the middle of it. That's, yeah. That comes to you from an ABC-owned radio station, and Frazier is the one who came up with that rainbow sticker.
2: Well, yeah, and I actually had uh, one—the phrase, right? The phrase that—that was
1: the first one,
2: and then there was two hip, right? And then then it was two hip. Every once in a while, I see one of those on a really bad car.
1: I know, right? You (laughs) know (laughs) that guy just has not bought a car (laughs) since 1985, since the stickers (laughs) came (laughs) out. The
2: stickers actually holding the car together.
1: Exactly, but that's a real collector's item. That's very nice of you, man. Thank you. And I just just thought that you should have that.
2: That's really cool. You know, I don't save any of my own stuff at all. Right. And uh, a, a woman came up to me the other day. She was a comic. And she said, um, hey, there's this, uh, they were selling one of your uh, glow-in-the-dark uh, party animal shirts. Right. I remember From, from that. the uh, same so era. Right. Right? <laughs> right? And they, uh, for 350 bucks. And, uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I, I can't it. even afford to buy my own shirt back. Wow.
1: You know? I recently That's saw so cool. Him, like within the last couple of years, I saw back in, I want to say it was probably maybe 81, 82 You had the Fraser Smith masks made. Do you remember the Halloween masks? The Halloween masks.
2: Scary as hell.
1: 100 bucks on eBay, I saw one Is that right? Yeah. Only they wasn't your face.
2: Oh, okay. It was a totally different mask. I'm just kidding. No, they had. had Hence the $100 tag. Exactly.
1: No, they had your Halloween mask for 100 bucks on eBay. Gosh.
2: I remember I. I did a show in Detroit at uh, Ripley, uh, Wrigley's. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, the,
0: uh, yeah, I was just there. Ridley's. I played there. Mar- yes. Ridley's. Yeah. Ridley's,
2: yeah. Uh, Comedy Castle. Comedy Castle. Great club. Wonderful. But, right. And uh, all my high school friends showed up and they all were wearing those masks.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so... And that's how it's about. Support. I have no idea.
2: I look in the crowd. I'm like, oh, no. That, that is so support. Funny. That's very cool. Well, well, you
1: don't know. You might know this. I don't know if I ever told you this, but when those masks came out on Halloween... Everybody at the Wiener Factory wore the mask behind the counter on Halloween Day. We were all
2: frays. Well, no wonder you guys went out of business. Yeah, very quickly.
1: <laughs> very yeah. quickly.
2: Yeah, Well, that's an honor, and thank you for the great gift. That Absolutely, very nice
1: I'm glad you like he, it. He now, do you really is like the songs,
2: so Richie, come on. Which one do you like? Drinking, smoking, kind of guy. I'm, I'm going bad. to a
1: party and I got to get high. They I'll a, be canceled after the first. A party in Hardy. You know what I mean. That's why they call me the party machine. There you go. I'm, a party, memory, <laughs> I'm huh? a party machine. Great memory. I'm a party
2: machine. You're a little too into it. Um,
1: <laughs> they, you know who was the, p- the
2: band in that was Surf Punk.
1: Yeah, the Surf. Well, yeah, they noted as the Malibu Mudheads. I call them the
2: Malibu Mudheads, yeah, <laughs> so I wouldn't get sued. But of course, uh, I was really
1: into it. Are you kidding? And that they, was they were a great a band. Great they were actually band. a very good band. The surf Punks were yeah. awesome. Denny Dragon on drums. Yeah.
2: Drew Steele on guitar and i can't remember the other guys but uh, they were great good band yeah. yeah
1: the surf punks had a real they really had a big following they did in fact, here in
2: la they did
0: so did you start in so you started in radio in detroit where, uh, it started
2: did, in Kalamazoo.
0: Kalamazoo, sure. where yeah. they where they saw Elvis, evidently. Yeah.
2: Elvis is still there. Right. Elvis lives in Kalamazoo. He was, at, Kalamazoo. Uh, he, <laughs> he was <laughs> at the Burger King. Oh, uh, listen, yes. uh, yeah. listen my we're going to need you to start playing the hits. <laughs> <Listen> uh, <my laughs> <yeah. laughs> well, I had a little job there uh, when I was still in college at a station called WYYY, which is what they asked after they, hired, they hired me. It was fun, you know, <laughs> <me> <laughs> and I enjoyed that. Um, So I, I moved on to a bigger station in Detroit. And then I came out here and did radio.
1: Yeah, but when when wow. I moved to LA in 77, you were on K Rock.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: then you went to KMT.
2: Yep. And well, then, no, KLOS. Oh,
1: KLOS, then KMET. Oh, K-L-O-S,
2: then, K-M-E-T. Oh, K-L-O-S, then KMET. Right. And, and then, then KLSX. I've been yeah. uh, fired from everything with a K in front of it. What's uh, next? Yeah, uh, Kraw, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I've been on about ten stations with a K. That's ten
1: hilarious. stations. Uh, and we, were, and we worked together at Chaos X for eight years. A doing long that time. Show. That was a great uh, man run for us. Well, we started a Saturday Night Phrase, Yep. and then they moved us
2: to Saturday six morning. o'clock Saturday. So morning. we just left at the station. <laughs> we
1: called it Saturday yeah. Morning
2: Phrase, and
0: we had the best guests in the world,
2: and we had the best ratings. Our yeah. ratings were huge. Okay,
0: huge. and yeah. wait, what station is this now? this no longer around. Going. Okay,
1: um, what is it now? It's it. It became not the wave. But no, it, became, it was talk.
2: It was hot talk radio for right. a while. I think then, it's
1: that's when they had like Ken Ober
2: and yeah, those Simi, guys. Right. I don't know what it is now.
1: I it's still around, but it's like you know, it's a talk station or a religious station. I think it's and hot, and yoga. hot yoga. Hot <laughs> yoga. Yeah, it's something. It's definitely something not radio related. Yeah. yeah. So
0: is that how you two met? No, no, no Richie oh. and I know each other okay. for years. How how did you meet?
2: Gosh, I don't remember. I,
1: I
0: don't know uh, this story. Oh, a Laugh Factory,
1: we met, I mean, uh, oh. a
2: little Laugh Factory, right? The little
1: Laugh Factory, yeah. what I call the old Laugh Factory. Okay. Um, For... I was with Mark Price. And it Price, was about that big. And it was my <laughs> first I heard. time ever being at the Laugh Factory. And your name was on the marquee, and I was with Mark Price. Skippy from Family Skippy, Ties. Skippy, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, Fraser Smith. And he goes, yeah, he's one of my good friends. Why? And I go, I'm the biggest Fraser Smith fan. I listen to Fraser Smith every morning before school. And he goes, you want to meet him? He's upstairs and we walked into Jamie's old office.
2: Wow. Yeah, and you, How were about that? Out, you were
1: sitting, you yeah, were up there in Jamie's. Yeah. That was around 19
2: uh Let's not date ourselves. Let's say it was Yeah, 90, yeah, we 80. don't we don't need dates. It's all good. Probably 80 80. 85. Was it that late? It was late, 85. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. when I started. Before they expanded lab factory? Oh,
1: yeah, that was in
2: like 90. Uh, wasn't it? 89. No, really? I it think, was that yeah. late? I think it was 87, 88. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, anyway, yeah, the you met you met it.
0: a long time ago, and you stayed friends. Lot little, of shows, so a lot you started of doing comedy together, right? So like how how well, did we, you know, transition? We had a crew
2: that would play at the at the uh, original Laugh Factory, yeah. which is just mm-hmm. a tiny little place. So it used to be Greenblatt's, right? It was. Uh, the, it was uh, original
1: the original Greenblatt's. greenblatt's yeah. Then they moved. Next you see the
2: photos on the internet; it's pretty cool. Yes. And Jamie leased the place. Because Greenblast was moving a couple uh, stores Doors down, down. right? Yeah. So we moved in there at, with a laugh factory. And uh, it was just a weird little crew of comics because the big-name comics would wouldn't come, come, there, wouldn't come right anywhere right close wow. to that. Place. And they would all drive by changed? going up to the comedy right. store and, and, you know, give us a finger. And we would but, hang
1: out trying to – sometimes we'd be waving tickets in order to get people to come in. And it was only five <laughs> bucks at the time,
2: five dollars. Yeah, Jamie was at the door. $5, $5, $5, $5, But $5, the, $5. Uh, uh, the big comics started coming down there because they needed a place to work out. Right. And then when there was the strike, they didn't have anywhere to play, so they would come down there. Uh, remember the strike at the, the store?
1: The strike at the store was before I started, but I know all about it. You and know, then, know and, and then also
2: is. just trying new material right. out. And Paul Mooney brought uh, Eddie Murphy down right. there. And... Yeah. Uh,
1: Uh, Jamie couldn't say his name. He's like, man, Eddie Murston is performing tonight. He will be coming tonight.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and eventually the big names would come down. You know, Kinnison would come down Mm -hmm. and and Dice just to try new material out.
1: But when I started in 86, it was like the crew, you, me, LaRose, you know, those guys. And then every now and then you'd get like Keenan Ivory Wayans. Would yeah. pop in. Everyone Mooney was Mooney was there. Name. Mooney was there all Paul the time. Oh, really
2: brought all those guys.
1: All the time. Mooney was there. And then I remember Tom Arnold before he was ever with Roseanne, like he came That's in. That's right. Once. He used to
2: come in. Right. I remember uh Mike Tyson came in. I
1: remember when Mike Tyson you came remember in. When he came Absolutely. In. I had that
2: look he he came with Eddie Murphy. I remember this. And uh he had just won the heavyweight championship. Yep. He was the youngest heavyweight champ of all time, he was yep. twenty two. And we were all out front after the show, and nobody recognized him. Yeah. And so I go, hey, guys, it's the champ. And then he gave me the dirtiest look. I don't know. I pissed off Tyson. And you because, pissed off
1: everybody. <laughs> because everybody then
2: uh, swarmed around him and wanted an autograph. When oh. they, now they, and then he couldn't get out of there. He was trapped. Ah. And Eddie Murphy was waiting for him. Like, come on, man. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. No, And I remember like
1: Brian Grazer came in one night. Years. You never knew you who never was going to show up there. Yeah. Judd Appentow used to Judd, go there. Well, that was when Judd was in college.
2: Yeah. He was know. he had just moved out here and he was there yeah. all the time. We had a, a eclectic bunch. Yeah, we did. What well, was some of the sports. other What was the guy's name? Um Falstaff
1: oh well Falstaff you know he ran the belly room at the comedy store oh is that right I That know was that. and he was managing Pauly Shore at the time remember Pauly would come in
2: yeah wearing like those blue spandex pants well then later uh there was some kind of controversy where because we always called Jamie the owner of the lab factory buddy right buddy buddy, buddy he buddy, was buddy, on my buddy. radio show he right. was on, he was buddy buddy on the radio show and uh so then later uh Paulie started going, buddy. Right. And Jamie wanted to sue him. (laughs) He goes, he stole that from me, buddy. He took the buddy buddy. from me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. So if we could go back, because I don't know you very well. You know, we, I know you through Rich and I know you, I know you. Well, I, I met you before I met Rich, but only at the mic. I was lucky enough to, to be in a lineup with you and. Um, gosh, where was it? I think it was just a couple of years ago when we met
2: at the uh, what was it the ha the chateau. I think it was the chateau.
0: chateau yeah, yeah oh, we yeah, yeah we were t- we will we not t- say
2: lucky enough. You're very talented comic. Well,
0: thank you, yeah. thank at you. The but
2: comedy chateau. So you well, know, <laughs> we were there. Not very lucky. Rolling. Uh, yeah, that place.
0: Uh. The, yeah, that's. What, and I was thinking about <laughs> that. Century, as, all right. You know, well, when you know, you tell stories about how Laugh Factory used to be before it crescendoed, and you know, I wonder if that maybe yeah, you never maybe know. You never yeah, just with these companies because know, com, you know comedy, she toys new I like the guy
2: that runs it he's a cool guy Felix yeah I like him he's and, a uh,
1: chowder headed chili you don't puff. like him I
2: like, <laughs> I, I like him I like the, the, the booker she's nice too yeah, she's Irina. a sweetheart she's nice. a, yeah. I, I like yes. Felix yeah. too uh, I like yeah, the crew there what's her name um, Irina Irene is Irina. wonderful real nice girl real nice yeah. girl.
0: she returns emails yeah, and she's, she's cool. yeah she Super and she'll, cool. she'll she'll give you stage time
2: and I actually like the place it's actually a cool place it used it, to
1: be one of my favorite restaurants
2: but it did, I, did you ever go there the the, when it was, was a French, it was oh, really? a French yes. restaurant and how was the food
1: fantastic wow. was it? it was incredible and it was open for like 45 years yeah it was
2: there forever Absolutely. and I always drove by it and wondered what the food was like it, it was, was good great was it I loved that how place. about the wine uh, that this was long before I ever. This really is the got drinking the show. The so wine, wine is, is just
0: okay now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working. I, I Felix needs a little help with the wine list. Yeah, he so needs a little help with <laughs> a lot. He needs a, little, a <laughs> lot of things. Uh, that's but, exactly
2: right.
0: But I'm just curious. How did you get to you know from you're from Detroit? How did you how did you make that transformation from radio to comedy? And did you know you wanted to be a comedian? Oh,
2: well, yeah. Well. Uh, I think uh, it just happened by accident. You know, I was doing a lot of personal appearances, and mm. uh, then I thought, well, that's kind of like stand up
0: as a radio know? personality. Yeah,
2: and then also having Jamie on my show as a, um, you know, as my sidekick on my radio show. Anybody, club, you know. So ah. he goes, "Phrase, come down to my club and be the MC." So that's uh, <laughs> ah, so oh, I started no MC. Money, buddy. Buddy. Well, of course, for no uh, money. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that's how I really got started was going down there to help him. Uh, and I would promote his club when I was pretty big on the radio. Oh so my I, God.
1: All you ever heard was laugh factory. Laugh and I factory. could fill
2: it up in two seconds right. with anywhere in the world. Really. Yeah. I mean, it, well, in L- LA, it was incredible. Yeah. Uh, so just a couple mentions on the show and you'd have a full house. Yeah. So I used to do that for Jamie because he was my friend. Look at that. You know, we were. uh, How did you meet Jamie?
1: Because you were. I I know you were working the comedy store.
2: Well, I did the whole thing. at uh, K Rock by myself. Right. I didn't really have any, there was no sidekick right. or anything. And then one day, when I started doing the morning show at, at KLOS, right. uh, Vic Dunlop was producing my show. Oh, and Vic brought Jamie in. Yeah. Our, oh, our, man. Our old friend Vic. Rest in peace, rest Vic. In but peace. how could you, man, I, buddy? How, how could you? Uh, well, he says to me, um, you know, Vic was a genius in a lot of ways right yes he's a stand-up comic who was also a producer right and became a producer for a lot of radio shows too that you know in power 106 and anyway he um he says to me hey i got a guy that might be a good sidekick for you he he had a little (laughs) office uh they had a little office on hollywood boulevard week week done up and here comes uh jamie and jamie's accent was even worse if that's right at that point and he was just looked like a goofball he had it was a white you looked like Steve Martin with the white suit oh and he comes in and I go I don't like this guy I told, I told, Vic, I told Vic no no that's not gonna because I was hot I was the big guy you were you know? the biggest so uh I go all right uh he kept twisting my arm all right, a phrase you got to do it believe me it's going to be a hit all right okay so I put him on and it really did connect I don't know what it was. It was the you know what it was. Everyone thought it was an actor doing right, that voice, and you just making fun of
1: the character. Yeah, but it was you making fun of Jamie every morning. <laughs>
0: but, <laughs> it wasn't just a thing of,
2: of making fun of an, a Middle Easterner or or uh, right. You know that's tacky. You know, but I, what? No, this was more just he a character. He sounded a like a cartoon. Right, character. he did. You know, and and that's what caught the public's attention. And he'd go, baddy, 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 right. and then the whole everyone in the audience would call up and do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And, and he kept mentioning Laugh Factory, which my boss hated. Right. It was free. Mm. Play, it's free like free plug PR, PR. Yeah. Oh. We had to pay a lot of money for those spots right. back in those days. And and Jamie was getting all his free advertising. Oh, boy. But he, um, you know, he was a fun guy, and it really seemed to work as a sidekick. It, <laughs> it worked. Because <laughs> you could just make fun of him. He on was everything. just an easy target on the Very easy target. And and so it it that worked, and then he got me going down to the club. That's when I met you guys, right? And uh, just started doing stand up down there. Yeah, you know, it was um, fun in those days. It was really fun. Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yeah, because you know we were young, and we and it, you know we there wasn't a lot of pressure.
1: There wasn't a lot of pressure. There really were no open micers. There was a very limited amount and of there comedians. There weren't open mics. You that couldn't go anywhere. There were, no, Jamie had the only one Tuesday nights. Danny Koch ran it before Harvey Dunn took it over. Do you remember that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and
2: and uh we we had our own little crew. Yeah, we, we, we had, had a crew really, and we were there seven nights a week. We really had fun. Uh, and some interesting stuff happened. I always loved the time that Sammy Davis Jr. came by. Oh,
0: please, was, please tell us that story. Well, we were out front,
2: and the show had been a dud that night. There were, like, two people in right. There. And it Right. And it was a couple from the Midwest, and they were on their vacation, and they looked sad. Right. They were like, oh, we made an entertainment mistake by coming here. They're looking around, and we were out front deciding if we even wanted to do a show for two people. And Sammy Davis Jr. pulls up in his limo, <laughs> right? And it, there was uh, Al Fong's, which is not, Al Fong's Chinese Al Fong's restaurant. Was a famous Chinese restaurant that all the stars went to, right? But the decor was pretty mediocre, so they would just take do takeout, right? And they'd usually send their uh, you know the their, chauffeur, their or driver whatever. in to get the takeout yeah. food, and uh, so Sammy jumps out of the car uh he's there to pick up chinese food and he goes hey man i've always wanted to do a joke at this place so he goes <laughs> in there all of a sudden
1: is that this, your sammy I, can't, I, I i
2: thought it was great so anyway this uh uh you gotta get out more no i'm just kidding uh, the, uh, so sammy uh goes up on stage and this couple from the midwest all of a sudden they're looking at sammy davis jr <laughs> on, stage <to laughs> on stage laugh after, at after they were about ready to leave right <laughs> hey man i want to tell a joke and he tells his Really dirty joke, this long joke. Right. Oh, boy. Then he goes, thanks, babe. Jumps down, <laughs> walks out of the club right into his limo and takes her he <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you remember That's this, surreal. but one
1: night, it was a Saturday night. It might have been a Friday night, but it was definitely a weekend night. A couple of us are hanging out outside the laugh factory. Amazing Jonathan was there. Oh, yeah. And a limo, big black limo, pulls up in front of Greenblatt's, and Uncle, Mit- Uncle Milty, gets out. Oh, boy. And walks into Greenblatt's. That's Milton Berle. So Milton Berle gets out of his limo, walks into Greenblatt's, and I look at everybody looks around. I'm like, I'm going to talk to him. Well, yeah. I walked into Greenblatt's. I introduced myself to Milton Berle at the deli counter, and I told him we were doing show at the Laugh Factory. He should come over and, you know, check out the comedy show. Did he? Yeah, well, here's what the, the comedy of it was that he, <laughs> Uncle Milty walks out of Greenblatt's holding his brown bag of food with a long trench coat on. And he walks down two doors past our fongs to the Laugh Factory, pulls the door open. Now, back then, you couldn't see in. There was a piece of black cloth. Uh, oh, that's right, yeah. When you walk in, you have to walk around with this piece of black cloth. And you walk in, you can't see anything. And <laughs> Uncle Milty opens the door, he goes, I can't fucking see anything. What the hell is this? I'm not
2: going in this dump.
1: And he turns oh, around no. and walked
2: away. We lost Uncle Milty. We lost Uncle Milty. <laughs> oh boy. Well yeah. You know, I later ran into him um and he became a friend. Uh he we you know how to every once in a while you'll click with somebody. Right. And you don't really know why. Yeah. But I just click with Milty. Mm. I don't know what it was and he wouldn't let me go. Uh-huh. And he had me at these parties. He would have these big parties. Um all the big Hollywood stars right. were there and everything. And he would just go, This is my boy and he had his arm around me, he's smoking his big cigar. Right. You know. I love this guy, you know. He's the nicest guy, <laughs> he's wasn't a great he? Great guy. great guy. Wow. Yeah.
0: really you an feel awesome good. guy. Yeah. Well, I
2: like all the old comics. They're 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 great. Yeah, I knew, and we were lucky. I too. We, we I got, got a good Shecky story. Shecky Green. Please tell. Yeah. I uh well I had uh rest in peace to both these great comics I had Norm right and uh, Bob Sagan on my morning show at, at K-Earth right and so afterwards we go to Nate and Al's for lunch I love Nate and Al's so we go to Nate and Al's Best grilled cheese Beverly Hills yeah. and uh, we're sitting there and all of a sudden we hear somebody standing on the table behind us doing stand up this is like at noon <laughs> you know and, and Nate, at Al's. Nate and Al's. <laughs> we look around it's Shecky Green hilarious and he's up there and he's doing just jokes you know so we go, hey Shaggy, it's uh, it's us, it's Bob and Norm and and Frasier. Oh man, hey guys! And he jumps down. And he starts telling us. He told us Vegas stories for about an hour. Oh, how, <laughs> fun. We were wow. how fun! Beachless. How fun! The greatest stories about Sinatra Ooh. and working in Vegas and he was right. making fifty grand a week back then. Back that was then, a fortune. Was, oh jeez! Yeah. And um, just uh, unbelievable. Uh, but it was funny that he was standing on the table doing jokes. You didn't even so notice us there, right? Wow. And those guys, and Bob and Norm were just blown away by that fact, Shecky. That's Shecky yeah. Green, man. Yeah. That's crazy. And I used to always mention Shecky on my show, right? Yes, you'd always have, get out of here, Shecky. No, I had Shecky get the jet. I oh, the Shecky jet get the jet, at the yeah. End of the show. <laughs> so then uh, I get this phone call, um, and it's uh, this he, Shecky wants to come to the, see the show. It's this French guy, and he had this French accent, and uh, Bertrand. Uh, I'm working with Shecky. I can't do a French accent. I'm working Bertrand.
1: with... Uh, with uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're Sammy Davis Shecky Jr. And, <laughs> and all my impressions sound the
2: same. Uh, but I, we want to... He has a very strict uh, uh, diet, and he was wondering, and he has a favorite wine that he likes, and could you please pick these up at, at Greenblatt's next door for him and have them waiting when he gets there? And I thought, okay. So we go, we get all his stuff. So then Shecky shows up, and he go, walks upstairs and he goes, hello, I am Bertrand. It was
0: him. <laughs> 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 him the whole time. Just
2: duping me to buy wine for him. That's
1: hilarious. <laughs> and then it was That's funny.
2: Because I brought him up on stage and um, uh, he went up on stage and he goes, Vegas is my beat. And he starts <laughs> going to this whole thing. And the crowd did not know who he was. It was all millennial right. youngsters and they didn't know who it was. He was so good. They gave him a standing O when he oh. got down.
0: Because good is good. 15 minutes right. of just that, killer Doesn't mean if you're recognizable or not.
2: Well, they just knew that this was a real pro. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's
2: a professional. I used to work with Rodney a lot there. Yeah. Too. Rodney would come in, and mm-hmm. he's my all time hero, him and Carson. And, and I loved uh, Rodney. And he would come in on Friday nights with his wife, right. and a beautiful young wife. And, and uh, he would shuffle in, and he could, you know, he's 80 right. towards the end. Mm. And, um, we hit it off too, and he would come in a, a lot, and it was kind of like, "Hey, kid, all right, phrase, yeah. all right, kid. Uh, well, did you write those jokes? They were right. pretty good. Okay, I want to buy one. So anyway, we were friends, and he'd get up on stage, standing o, right, from the crowd. I
1: saw. I remember writing. He would in do 15 minutes,
2: we... and he'd mess up half the jokes, right, because he was starting to eat right. forgetful, and uh, but the crowd, when he got down, they'd give him a standing o yep. again. Oh. Uh, every week he'd do this for a while and then i heard that he had to play and he when he walked in he would like be wearing sandals yeah uh, and sometimes a bathrobe car, or, or some, and no right. underwear
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <animals>. totally true <laughs> yeah really you're right totally true to be funny he just, like no He's he just, just was that was rotten he didn't okay. give a shit he, no, was, okay. didn't care. he was famous he was yeah you know
2: so he would he just looked he was sloppy and his act was disheveled disheveled and, and you know, so then I hear he's got to do a convention. It was a radio convention for, uh, they were paying him uh, $45,000 to do uh, 40 minutes. Right. Mm. So um, I go, he's not going to make it. He can't even get through 15. <laughs> you know. So he shows up, and I was at this thing. He shows up immaculate, like the old Rodney with right. the ah, red tie, yep. blue suit. He got up there and just hammered he's destroyed the place Uh, you know when the money was on the line the old pro showed up
1: i will tell you i always
2: tell that story because it shows you something this is the truth to this day
1: i've been a stand-up for 38 years next month i've been a lot of shows in my life the finest stand-up comic performance i've ever seen was rodney dangerfield at the universal amphitheater in 1982 I was, I mean... Well,
2: when he was in his prime... It was incredible. No one was better.
1: I'd never seen anybody do what he did. He did, it was two sets, and the first set he did was about an hour. Right. And he's doing, and he's just working, just like regular, oh, my, you know, Vinnie Boombotts, my doctor, my wife, blah, blah, blah. Then all of a sudden, about 50 minutes in, he starts... Rattling joke off and you could feel the pace picking up like the wind starts blowing into his sails and he just goes and goes and by he whipped the frickin audience into a frenzy like you couldn't believe Mm. over about five, six minutes where it was just bam, 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 bam until the place erupted on their feet and he goes... I know a lot of fucking jokes, all right? And he walks off stage, <laughs> uh, uh, and that's how he ended the first set. And then he came back closer. and he did another 40 minutes. He's Jeez. amazing. Jeez. Amazing. Yeah, it was, amazing. And then he brought me up on stage at Dangerfields in New York a few times, and I actually told him that story. Wow. And he looks at me and he goes, what, I do, I know a lot of fucking jokes. I wasn't <laughs> lying. <laughs> uh, uh,
0: <laughs>
2: well, he did. he did know a lot of jokes.
0: And you know a lot of jokes, uh, You No, know, thank
2: you, but I don't... I, I, my I, about a tenth as many as him people always say that to me they go oh, you're kind of like rodney and uh you you must have as many jokes as rodney no nobody has not as even many close jokes as rodney. i mean i got a lot of jokes but you not have a even lot near as many as material people though forget that rodney
1: started in the 50s he was part of the Lenny Bruce, Joe Ansis crew. Well, the other Jack thing, yeah, that's Roy, right. As, right. As a, as yes, a man Roy. named Jack Roy.
2: Yeah, and you know, his dad's name was, uh, stage name, his dad was a performer. Right. And his dad's stage name was Roy. Right, and that's why he called himself Jack because Roy. Because his actual last name was Cohen. Right. And so he, he took his dad's stage name. And uh, yeah, he came up in the old school. You know, the difference is I, I, you know, at Carson, you know, people like myself that do monologue type stuff. Monologue type. Um, are doing current stuff, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, uh, pop culture, stuff like that. And that's fairly current. So Rodney had a little bit of an advantage of not having to do that. He didn't have to, his stuff didn't get dated because he could Mm -hmm. do Mm -hmm. jokes about his wife forever. My mother-in-law. No one would ever know. And it could be a
0: different wife and no one would ever know, you know, (laughs) that's all
2: just stuff. But, um, Really uh, unbelievable performance. Unbelievable. Yeah.
1: So speaking of performing, you also act. And you've been in some
2: pretty big movies. Been in a couple you've, big ones. Yeah, had they to, had... Um, Fisher King was on TV the other night.
0: Uh, yeah, you I'd like to see, see that again. King, and, uh, now, thank you. Yeah, now Terry that I know you. Terry Gilliam. You're, yeah, 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 Terry Gilliam. Now well, that I know you, I want to see it again. I have a
2: little story on that because... Um, I had, had I'm a big uh, uh, Python fan, which right. I know you are.
0: Oh yeah, we had
2: the guys on the show. Many we times. used to do the show, and they yeah. were fantastic. And um, and Terry Gilliam was on the show, so uh, so they my agent calls me up. Uh, this is several months after Terry had done the show, we were right. promoting Time Bandits, I think it was. Oh yeah, I you know. think I remember. Yes. So he um, anyway he he uh, they're, they're doing uh, auditions at La Balage Hôtel. And I get there, and it's the entire corridor was all stars. All, everyone's a name, and I have I mean, a real name. You know? And I'm like, oh man, I'm never getting this part. Right. I just so that was great though because you know you relax when you don't think you're going to get it. Yes. I just totally relaxed. I go, well, I'm not getting this. Right.
0: So you just These put your hands. People are all oh, in- way better so, actors than me. So he. Nice so I and just loose. didn't give a shit, and yeah. I get
2: in there. And I nailed this audition. Mm. I nailed it because I was relaxed. Right. And I'm not that good of an auditioner, but I, I think I'm a pretty good actor, but I, I'm not that, I, I can't audition. Right. But I'm taking a class now, which is really helping. That's me good. Yeah, for, yeah.
0: Just for auditioning and yeah, auditioning well, class.
2: Yes. I have a very good teacher. I Sue Hamilton like to, is her name. Oh, wonderful. She, Shout out to Sue Hamilton. Sue Hamilton is awesome. Sue wonderful. Hamilton Studios. Okay. And she's a real tough coach and she's great. But uh, I'm learning, but I was not a good auditioner. And um, anyway, but I was so relaxed, I nailed this part. And it was kind of in my wheelhouse, because right. it was a newscaster. Because it a newscaster. Okay. So, uh, you know, but, but um, he, at the end, he was surprised. Terry was. He was shooting it, and he right. stops, and he goes, Kid, he goes, you help me out. I'm going to help you out. He goes, you nailed that. So I got it. That's know. nice. Yeah. Wow. And, and for
1: people I who like haven't that. seen
2: it, the role is
1: of a newscaster, but at the particular time phrases in the movie, his newscast is the actual impetus for the shift in it is the. It's kind of the key. It's point the key, of the key movie. point of the yeah. movie. It's not that long of a part. No, but, but you deliver an important part. Yes, yeah. it's very important part in a
2: very good movie. I, I didn't yeah. really it's amazing. realize how good it is till I saw it recently. Uh, it's it's very clever and and yeah. different and and what a and. and Robin Williams was brilliant and, and so was uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges was great in that movie. Yeah, he really was. He played kind of a Howard Stern guy. Right. You know, Uh but yeah, that was a, a big moment for me and I've had some other acting stuff. I've got another thing coming up. I'm playing a newscaster again in... The, Fisher King 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's, actually, uh, it's actually Born in East L.A. Too. Oh, really? Yeah, Paul ah. Rodriguez is doing a sequel to Born ah. in East L.A. Wow. And uh I'm playing the newscaster. We shoot that next week. Are th-
1: are right. the guys producing
2: it? Are Cheech and Chong producing it? No, I don't know who he's got producing it. But, um, but you know, the first one, Cheech was in it, right? And I think Cheech wrote it too. Yeah, he did not. write it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, no, this is just Paul um, doing his thing, and uh, it's well, congratulations. We'll see. That, that is, fantastic. is so cool.
0: Thanks. Yeah, yes. and, and so you had mentioned Howard Stern before. Would you mind telling that quote? of Howard Stern about Fraser. So it's so great.
1: I don't know if you remember this. I mean, I am a, one of these guys, you know, you and I are not only really, really good friends, but I've also been a fan of yours since i 13 years old. Mm-hmm. And I have always said that, you know, you, you were the first, you were the pioneer. You developed the morning zoo. You developed the wacky morning drive time radio. You were the first guy to do it anywhere in the country. And everybody followed suit. And I, I am a firm believer that pretty much everything Howard ever did, he lifted from you and your format. And when Andy Bloom brought Howard to KLSX, when they syndicated it, and the show went to number one, they had a big party at the Westwood Marquee, and you took me with you. And I don't know if you remember this, but we were in this double suite, and there was about 200 people, and it was packed. And Howard just goes, hey, hey, everybody, quiet down for a second. Quiet down. That's Frazier Smith right there. That's the guy who started it all, and that's the guy I stole everything from. <laughs> do
2: you remember that? Well, I, I do. Uh, I don't really think I, he stole everything from me. Right. I'm a big fan of his. And right. I think he's really uh, you know, several steps beyond where I was even. His guys are the best. Well, he's grown in that. He is the you know, best. He really is. And a really great guy yes. off mic too yeah uh, that, i i feel anyway i think he's a super classy dude right and um you know really not like his, his on-air character which a lot of people aren't right You know. i mean i'm sure somewhat but anyway that was nice of him to do that yeah and do you do do remember you remember that, you remember what, that? What i liked about that was it's a flattering no matter what right and it was cool of him to do that but what i liked about it was uh we were the, the sales staff and all the uh, people from the station, from the station, were always a little standoffish towards us. Right. They hated us. <laughs> they they really hated Why us. Why is they that? Hated us. Why? Well, because we were the Mavericks. We okay. were, we were there on, on the weekends. And in we, the and morning. weekend guys. Okay. And, you know, they but,
0: were envious.
2: So we were kind of like, uh, you know, the, the stepchild, you know, we, they, they didn't really want to have a lot to do with us. Right. And, and, um, and then Howard just and they were all kissing his ass oh were they kissing they his were all ass. over howard and he goes hold it hold it no man that's right. the guy that's the guy and, and I, I, It was such a great moment for me because yeah. um you know that the, is nice that sales staff was like ah, uh, he likes phrase and they <laughs> really got burned by us a lot because
1: we were literally they didn't understand how we could get like david bowie and eddie kendricks and like
2: yeah they a, a, you know ginger baker well, for a weekend and, show we had an Amazing a, show,
1: amazing guests, yeah. and these guys would just they they would come on at seven o'clock, eight o'clock in the morning. I and still remember uh,
2: Warren Zevon saying that he slept, he he stayed up all night to do our show, right?
1: Because he, he he wouldn't he, have gotten up to he, be yeah. here. And he was, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, uh,
2: to me, that's a highlight, Warren Zevon, and I remember David Lee Roth came in. David
1: show. Lee Roth came in on more than one occasion. Yeah, and that's I first... I remember when I booked um, uh, Ginger Baker, and Ginger. I had to pick him up from the hotel on the way to the station, but I had to be there by six. So I told Ginger, like, I'll get you like 6.30. I was a little late that morning, and I had to drive him
2: around looking for a liquor store, Oh Because yeah. wow. Ginger, yeah. he had to
1: have his cocktails at 7 o'clock in wow. the morning. <laughs> the funny
2: thing there was he stayed on my couch for a week. <laughs> After he, he did the house. show, Actually, I know. he did. That <laughs> was a <laughs> fan of his writer. Uh, his Yeah, you know, we had some great We guests. did. We had we some really great Rodney was yes. on there. Rodney we One had One of my on favorites
1: was. Luke Robitaille,
2: hockey great, was a regular. He used and to and have all the hockey guys. We had Edward James Olmos. I remember when we had uh, Rodney on. And he came with Bob Saget. Bobby brought him. And then it was also um, uh, Roddy Rodney Piper. Roddy Rod yeah. So Roddy was on when he was in that movie uh, They Live. Right. Which was actually a great movie. I haven't seen that in years. Oh, it's a great movie. And he was uh, John Carpenter, I think. He was the um, the lead in that. Right. And he was really big. I don't know if he was on steroids or what, but he was was the big version of Roddy. and uh, And then... Bob came by with Rodney. So we had, that was my favorite show. Rodney,
1: Rodney Piper. Yeah. Rodney had no
2: idea who uh, Rodney Piper was. Hey, who was that guy? (laughs) A wrestler. Oh, we did. It was just an awkward, great show.
1: Yeah, and we had great athletes, and we yeah. did. We had just, and it really burned. And by the way, and then we had somebody working for us who would occasionally decide to take home things from the station. We did have, oh that. boy, we did have yeah. that. Yeah. Oh boy, it caught. That's exactly yeah, what I was going mean, to. Yes. That was my
0: next question. How did this come to an end with you guys on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Wow, well, really.
2: We didn't know, really know what was going on, and it, it that did sink us. Right. Yeah. It really oh, did sink us. Oh, that's
0: terrible. Yeah. So that was it? Really?
2: Yeah. yeah. And it was it, somebody that was, like, you know, stealing stuff.
1: He and, was a character on the show who thought he was considerably more important than he was. And rather than just doing the phone call, he insisted on coming to the station to do the phoner from yeah. another room at the
2: station. Which made no sense. Which made but no it, sense It, it whatsoever. did no sense that he was able then to steal stuff. Right. Because we're in there doing the show. Damn. And, and in, uh,
1: in the promo department, uh, there was always like all this great swag out. And he would always decide that, oh, I, I want this, or I'm going to take that. Yeah, and he would Eventually... Just, yeah, it, yeah. it cost us a job.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so this is before social media. So how would people, if they wanted to listen, do you have archives or like do, you know i would... don't and, and i
2: i had a weird experience recently with uh my good friend dane cook because mm-hmm. dane had an idea and it it's a good idea you know how these guys on the internet have these little uh three minute segments where they talk about a band right you know and then they play a little bit of, sure. sort of a live clip from that band yeah, you know? clips yeah so um anyway he had an idea he goes phrase why don't you do that and then play old stuff from your interviews with those people because you interviewed all those people right. all those bands and all those guys so uh i i looked around i don't have any of the tapes i don't have anything oh, we they, recorded
1: and, the tapes we would leave with the tape billy would would yes, label it
2: but what happened is that when i moved you know how you lose stuff when you move oh
0: yeah yes. of course
2: you always seem to lose the stuff that's most important i don't know how how that is but mm-hmm. i did And so Dane was mad at me. He's like, "I had something lined up for you with this, you know." But I go, "Hey, you know what? I just don't have them. You can't manufacture them." Damn. Wow, what a shame. He's right, and he was mad at me. He was like, "Come on, man! You didn't save any of that stuff." And those are pretty big. Those are very big. Legendary. You know, it's 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 funny because you you don't think you're going to need them down the line, and I don't like to dwell on old stuff nor do i i don't think it's i mean i'd prefer to uh, do fresh stuff what's going on today yeah i'm not a know, saver either i'm not either and but it does come in handy it would have worked for something yeah, it like would that. be nice i would
0: you like know. i would love to hear it personally just a you yeah. know a couple it of those episodes stuff. i mean he's a master
1: interviewer mm. and on top of that combining that with the comedy and the sound effects and then we would have we write skits
2: yeah, you we know, did skits all the time, and that was fun. And then Jamie would mess up the skits or by, by
1: purposely mispronouncing words or saying or
2: "a laugh factory," a laugh
1: factory, not being able to read. This,
2: yeah, buddy, they they
1: they are in the laugh factory. <laughs> no, I mean, to this day, when your name comes up, people who know, 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 they people quote oh, they, some of the stuff. They get from starstruck them. from yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I'll hear somebody go, "Oh man, the trip down the L.A. River."
2: Well, yeah, that was a that was a famous one. And the other you one know, was the thing I used to do with Crab Man, the um, uh, Rose, the Rose parade. parade. I heard about that the other night. Somebody was talking. I about
1: wish it. we could go back and do the Rose Parade again.
2: Well, you know, it's um, we need a station. Well, well, and also it's so if anybody's hiring, it's considered too politically incorrect.
1: Well, days. Crab Man is politically incorrect. The show itself was not. He just can't be doing, uh, you know, that dated stuff that he was doing, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, you can't do
2: certain things anymore. Right. I'm just
0: afraid can't... to ask, what's what was Crab Man? Should I just... Not... Peter Crab. <laughs> well, <the laughs> Crabman worked with Mike Right. Oh, He's was a oh, very, Peter very, Crab. Talented okay. very talented guy. Very talented guy. But he does, uh,
2: but there's an editing thing that, that happens. Um, you know, he was never... Like, like Crab Man's not a racist at all. Right. But he would do, the newscasters, he would mimic their voices. We would tell him okay. to turn the TV on during the Rose Parade and turn the sound down mm-hmm. so that you'd have the picture at home. And right. we were doing the audio. Correct. So, uh, but if it, he's got a brilliant thing. He used to do it with a stand-up, too. He used to, when there were monitors on stage, he'd have them put on a TV show and he'd flip through the, the, the do, channel changer and do the voices. Right. He can. He's instantly quick with it. Mm. But. He would do the Asian voice, which you no oh, longer can okay. do. And he would do, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, a black it's, voice. And it's all... No one can take racist. a joke. He was just trying to make... Yeah, you know, it's a joke. These a are joke. jokes. Yeah. yeah. So, but these days you cannot You do can't that. tell a joke. Well, you yeah. know, there's, a,
1: there's an interesting <laughs> documentary we watched the other night. No, now, just last night. Yeah, yeah. called yeah. Can We Take a Joke. Yeah. And it's amazing. And it talks about how America has gotten too thin-skinned, and that these are comedy clubs, and if you don't want to laugh or you too thin skinned, you shouldn't go see comedy.
2: Well, and it, it just depends, you know. Some people uh, uh, just don't have that that uh, sense of irony, right? You know, you're really not making fun of the you know they don't a race that. or anything. Right. You're just being ironic, right? And uh, some people just don't don't get that. Well,
1: yeah. they also don't That's get true. jazz. Some people don't get jazz. Then don't go to a
2: jazz club. Yeah, no, you're mm-hmm. right. You can't, you know. Um, <laughs> wow, this is funny. I was I did a show uh, a couple nights ago uh, for Sebastian Satina. Do you know Satina? I don't. Uh, he, he's a really funny Hispanic kid. Great, great kid. Right. And we did a show. He does a lot of kind of medium-sized little shows. This was a fundraiser in Santa Fe Springs. Oh, boy. So I drove down there in the monsoon rain. Oh, right. goodness. Thing, in a high school gym. Bad sound system. Oh boy! Probably a thousand people. It's all it's all parents, right? And so I am killing. And some guy, this older guy, like older than me, he's <laughs> he, very old. He starts he starts heading for the stage, screaming, "Fuck Trump." Fuck Trump. That's all he says over and over again. <laughs> and he's heading for the stage. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm giving him a hard time. I'm like, uh, I think he's having flashbacks from January 6th. Right. You know, uh. I just, you know, and and I've given him, a, I'm just ripping into right. him, right? But his buddies ran up and grabbed him and took him out. But all he had heard was me say a joke about Trump. I was making fun of it. It was
0: a fun joke
2: wasn't about pro Trump. Trump. Right. It wasn't yeah. even a hard joke. It was just a, just l- a joke lighthearted about Trump, little joke. It yeah. was. Anyway, he heard it the wrong way and, and thought oh, I was supporting Trump. That's... and starts attacking me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Maybe he yeah. thought I was Trump. Yeah. I don't know. Hilarious. Uh, but wow. I mean, it's just how people hear things. They... they they sometimes and, hear something and they go, oh, that's sexist. And no, not necessarily.
0: you know, They're you very reactive. You
1: can't have a free society and say that we have free speech under the First Amendment if you're going to censor the speech. That was Lenny's whole point. That's what Lenny Bruce went through, and then got prosecuted for word crimes.
2: Yeah, but in, and at his time, he was trying to push the envelope the other way. Well, he was trying to say, "Hey, we can say these words. We're going to say these." Correct. Words. Nowadays, he'd really be in oh, trouble because now the woke thing goes the other way. But
1: the woke thing, which is really coming out of you know the more liberal left, is really ironic because the the ones who are supposed to be supporting free speech and non censorship yes. are the ones. Propagating yeah. more censorship. That's my point exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah.
2: and it, it um, is true. I think what you just said is true. It's too bad. I it hope, is. It, I hope so, it swings back a little bit the other way. Well,
1: there's, you know, I think it is slowly. You just got to do what you got to do. People are going to get tired of it. It's like yeah. it's like Richard Pryor said. Uh,
2: you could say anything you want on stage as long as it's funny. Well, that's really true. Um, but you know, it's there's a thing like. Uh, do you know Mark Hayes? Yeah. Yes, Mark. Uses the C word a lot. Right. Right? and
0: But, you know... He Cancer is it. a terrible word. It is a terrible yes. word. I'm
2: not saying it's not. <laughs> but I'm just saying that his use of it is is different because he's he's Irish. Right. And the Irish and the English use that word differently. Yes, they They're do. They're not really talking just about like a female Nighill, body part. Dave Nihil uses it a lot. They're using it as a... Just a an it's
1: exclamatory... your like, buddy a endearment. jerk. right?
2: yeah. But in, in an endearing way. Yes. Right. You know, so it's not really... Anti woman, right? Or any, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and Mark sort of gets away with it because of his accent. I think women are like, okay, we right. see what he's it's doing. His culture, here. Yeah. But that is how a guy's talking in England or yes, in, in Ireland and uh they're not making uh anti-woman statements they're just no. it's something they've always done with their buddies
1: you know if a woman calls a guy wow he's a real dick is she making an anti-guy statement by no, saying no that? I mean no. it's
2: essentially just a right. Just right. euphemism. It's and- just <laughs> a euphemism. He's just, guy's just a dick yeah you know and that's yeah.
1: where people mm. really have to remember that I mean I, and I always use All in the Family as the example, you know, Norman Lear got All in the Family on Saturday nights, eight PM channel two, back in nineteen seventy three. You could never get that way show way ahead of his time. Way but here's ahead of the thing his time.
2: You today that he would be canceled instantly. Right. But that's missing the irony of it. You you want a bigoted guy as the lead. That's the point. Mm-hmm. The point is to make it the interesting. The point is that well, not only that, he's being a fool. So, it's making someone that's bigoted a fool. That was the whole point of
1: Archie it's Bunker. The entertainment. Is, is that, that he's
2: an annoying. He, yes. Uh, right.
1: But he actually was a it's good funny. person with a heart of gold, but he was just uneducated, rough around the edges, and spoke like that. But,
2: but really making fun of him as that character.
1: Yeah. But really, what that character was doing was making fun of. Of all the crazy, ridiculous stereotypes that we have, well, that's right, and racism. In that
2: regard, he really wasn't racist. He really no. wasn't. But he, uh, Carol O'Connor, the actor, used to say that people would stop him in airports and they'd be really, really mad oh, at him. Oh,
0: yeah. 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 hey man, you say that you know, acting yeah. from real, yeah. yeah, scary. And
1: it's sad because if we could get that on in 1973 but we can't get it on today that does not mean we've come a long way it means well, and, we've gone backwards
2: and it was actually anti uh, bigot yes it was anti bigot yes. the, the premise was but uh, you know if you don't have a sense of irony you don't see that
0: that that show is still current today yeah it's it a absolutely. very current show absolutely so we are in a weird state yeah. with that yeah, stuff. We are. I don't know. Um, but I tell you, I—I I mean, you definitely. Even though I haven't seen your old material, I haven't seen or heard you on the radio. You are currently one of the funniest comedians out there. One of the funniest, most talented comedians out there. And it's well, just facts. So nice and I—I just know, I just yeah. know you are current. You know, and and your material is current. And you're always writing. Every time I see you, you have new, you know, new material. And it's what whether you, you're, Howard Stern over here. I'm I mean, <laughs> well, whether whether no, you're that's very
2: nice of you. Uh, I appreciate you. That. Act, your
1: act has changed a lot
2: since I first met you. you. Know it really hasn't. It it, it it really hasn't. It's just Carson. It, all I do is is one liners right. out of the news, and it's just I've always done that.
1: And you've always but done that. But all your, I'm your your timing doing now is, is different now. I'm writing it's more. tighter. The snap you added. Which snap creates is an ad, yeah. which creates a different kind of rhythm than what you used to be. You used to be working as a straight stand up with the one liners, but watching
2: you now, it's a different comedian. Well, you know, thank you, Richie. Uh, uh, what it really is, I discovered the snap by accident. Right. I was doing Brad Garrett's club in Vegas, and uh, after the show, I was walking through the lobby of the MGM, and everybody was going like this at me. Right. I go, what are you guys doing? And they go, "You're that snapping guy." I guess I was doing it subconsciously. Right. So then I started putting in, in the act, and it does have a rhythm thing. And the rhythm thing is really what my act's all about. Right. You know, it's not really about the material. It's about the flow. So if you get an audience on your rhythm, who was great at it was Bob Hope. Bob Hope was Probably great the best at it, at, it, at it, too. You know, and, and, and Carson. And mm-hmm. they would get you in that rhythm. And Rodney, the, the one-liner guys, that's what they try to do is get you in that rhythm then you're laughing at stuff you probably even normally wouldn't laugh at. You're just in that flow. It's really fun, and uh, Hope was the best at it. And Hope, what Hope would do, uh, they call it chopping. He'd chop the line. At the very end of one line, he'd chop it. Just as the laugh was starting, and that what that does is it creates like a wave. It's like a wave in the ocean.
1: It is like a wave, and you're on it. Once the timing is set,
2: yeah, you're kind of
0: on it's that. Just, wave. It's all about
2: timing. Yeah,
0: setting rhythm, and now you're known for that snap. People yeah. are talking yeah, about they, it. They it's really making are. you. It's pretty wild. Not that you weren't memorable before, but it's almost become a brand, if By you will. By the way, will. there's oh, a guy
1: know. named Hiram Caston who's pretty pissed at you.
2: What did he start? Do you Remember that? Hiram? I do remember Hiram's
1: th- whole thing was, and you had to turn it over and out. That was his whole thing. Oh, I see. Thing. I didn't oh. know that. Yeah, he goes, it's not a regular snap; it's upside down. And oh, you try- okay. That was Hiram's wow. thing I didn't for know years. That. Now Hiram came up with oh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. So, yeah, so Hiram's cool. Hiram's great. Uh,
2: I'm sorry, I stole his thing. Uh, <laughs> no, know you
0: didn't because you're doing it. You know, you're do, not uh, doing yeah, the. He's upside down, the, right, right? Exactly. But, you know.
2: Um, yeah.
1: Just comes at you on the side.
0: Yeah, and if, if they're a little not side quite snap. Getting, you
2: go really slow with it. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's a slow crowd. Yeah. It's uh,
1: almost like up. Letterman's thing where he would do with his hand. Yeah, after a joke, you
2: know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah.
1: It's it's yeah. yeah
2: well, it, it's fun to to do it and to see the response. Somebody told me, um, you know how you can't see past the first couple of rows. Right. So I was at Comedy and Magic uh, a couple weeks ago. Great and, club. Um, when I was leaving, shout out to Richard Barry. Yes. Yeah. says to me, Hey, phrase, everyone in the back was snapping at the, along with you. I thought <laughs> they were. We'll he goes, it. Yeah, the whole in- back of the crowd was going like that. And uh, it is a hook. Your it's merch fun. should
1: just have a hand
2: like. A, I uh, want to do a, like a t-shirt a like that, yeah, Brilliant. like the old Stax record thing popping off of it. So that. it's like remember the old stacks record, yeah, a logo, that, and they would that's have their what t-shirts you need like, just that. like that. that. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that. You should uh, yeah. absolutely.
0: So uh, yeah, so so create the merch. Everyone buy that merch, <laughs> 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 and and really see Fraser Smith live because it's very very memorable. You'll be falling off your chair. Oh, I mean, nice. you had I just people I, yeah. like fall that. off your chair laughter. What do you
1: got coming up? Anything that, you know, you know, I got the Paul Rodriguez
2: Netflix? movie thing. Right. Uh, Born Born I'm going to be in too. Vegas. Uh, not next week, the week after at the laugh factory. Right. For Shout out to Harry with uh, Ronnie Pearson, my old oh, buddy. Oh,
1: I was great. just with Ronnie the other day. Such Pearson. a nice guy. Yeah. Love Ron Pearson. And, and very funny. Uh,
2: we should have a lot of fun and Quinn Dale.
1: Now, Ron is a magician as well as a hypnotist and he can actually make Jamie disappear.
2: Oh well, he's more of a juggler. Yeah, really. and he juggles too. Yeah, but he's very talented. And uh, we you did know, I say
1: hypnotist? I didn't mean you know, hypnotist. I juggler. Mean a juggler. Yeah, juggler. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But you are hypnotized by. Uh, <laughs> hy- by I am. Hypnotized by
0: <laughs> yeah, <you> are. <laughs> he juggles uh, ladders and from his yeah. mouth. I mean, he's yeah, he unbelievable. In,
2: he's out of his mind. Yeah. Well, that'd be uh, a good show. So we should have a lot of fun, and that's in Vegas. That's uh, the week, uh, the final week of uh, January and. Part of the first week of past. Nice. Perfect. And uh, that's really it for now. You know, uh, I, I'm doing performing. all the clubs. Oh, right. yeah. I'm at the clubs. Oh, one other thing. And you will you guys will both be on this show. Jamie Masada at Laugh Hacker is going to give me the Midnight Madness back. Oh, you're oh. kidding me. Yeah. Well,
1: here we go. Great.
2: Yeah. Let's go. Which I get to book. Yes. Yay. We're so in. that's starting in February. We're in. And uh, I think it's always fun. I hope uh, the uh, listeners out there will come out to that. That is I, really a, a, yeah. a but good. But I
0: don't want the comics to bombard you with spots. So right. I don't know. We, maybe I'll just edit well, that part out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 well, we'll
2: see. We'll see how it all works and out. you've
1: done both of our shows. You did my show at Genghis Cone. Yeah, And, you and
2: did I mine. did have fun there. And I had fun at your show, too. At, at
1: the yeah. lab bottle
2: shop. Yeah, that, yeah you that's killed. a real good show over there in the you lab. You just
0: killed it. And how, how do people do? find you?
2: Well, that's, I'm not going to tell you.
0: Uh, I don't want
2: anybody. uh, But but
0: I notice you're not really big into the social media. You know, I'm not.
2: I don't know if that hurts me. I'm sure it eh,
0: does. You know, it saves you probably a lot of time. You you know know what it
2: is? I'm just not into it. And everyone Mm -hmm. else in the world is. And I've always been sort of a contrarian. Uh, It's always been a way that I felt that I could. That actually helps me, and I'm probably wrong about that. Right, you know, where you think like, well, everyone else is doing it, so I'm not going to do it. But I, I'm like that. If, if everyone else loves a movie, I won't go. I was
1: it. the last guy. I was the last I guy on awesome. planet. To I was the last guy on planet Earth
2: to like you too
1: Talk about a contrarian. Yeah. I would not. Everyone loves them. I'm
0: like, I'm not listening to them. I'm, I'm that way. I'm that way
2: with a lot of stuff, with bands, with right. the, with all kinds of stuff.
0: Well, like you know, like, it just makes it. Everybody loves it.
2: No. People not are
0: going to have to. You're worth the effort. So people, if you want to see Fraser Smith, you have to You have to see him live. You have to go. Well, yeah. well Do you, yeah, have you have you a know, website? The other thing,
2: quite frankly, about that is um, everybody says, well, you know, uh, put your jokes out there, you know, uh, mm. on the internet. That's what everybody does on Instagram and everything. But then... If you come to see me, you've already heard all the jokes. Well, not all of them. Well, well you only I mean got it's...
1: six, though, so make sure you
2: space them. out. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you know what I'm saying. though. Yeah. It seems to me
0: I'd it, rather have. There's that a lot fresh. of risk. Yeah.
1: What so. is
2: your What is your Instagram,
1: Fraser Smith? I, 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 I follow no, you on. Instagram. No, I think it's Fraser Smith. Right. I, I
0: notice you're not on it though. But how How would they if they wanted to catch one of I your am shows? On it or something, I don't know. I I was on there.
2: I, w- I was on there for a while, and I actually did something. Oh, okay. I took a photo oh. with that. The one photo I have on Instagram is with um, Holly Madison. Right. I saw her in the casino after I first started my Instagram. I go, hey, do you yes. want to take a photo with me? So she you... goes, yeah. So then, th- th- but that's all I have. Yeah, the right. one photo. And oh, wow. I know Holly that Madison.
1: you don't have a website.
2: Uh, no website. Right. Um, You're on Facebook. I guess I am. Right. I've never been there. I have no idea. Uh, well, let's just oh, so give you, out your leave phone you leave it to yeah, the you leave
0: it to the clubs to book the right. shows. And yeah, they're booking it know. with your name, and it. Really. hey, you don't need it. And good for you. We got to wrap it we up. i You know, listen, I've I had a I, really I, good time. We're oh, glad we you too. came yeah, in, man. Thank Seriously, you. And I
2: enjoyed not drinking with you, and uh, yeah, and okay. I
0: I drink. How was the wine? Was it good? Yes,
1: being really good, extremely good wine. Was it all right? I like the
0: idea
2: for your show. Thank you. I'm happy for the two of you. You're both really cool. Big shout
1: out again to Donoff. And big mm-hmm. shout out to uh, Riedel Glasses. Yeah, Riedel Glasses. Riedel Glasses. And, Riedel Glasses. And yeah. and Coravin. And Coravin. And, uh, Laugh and, Factory, we mentioned a lot. And pretty Keep on
0: Keep on shrocking. Pretty easy podcast. Yeah. Alan and Melissa, At, thank you. And, and don't easy forget podcast. to pick up my album. And the Party, Party Machine. machine. Party machine. And Frazier, thank you very
2: Fraser, much for being you're here. guys. Had a great time. Really appreciate and it. thanks, for
0: everyone, for tuning me. in. Until the next time.